Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. That's what you need starting on it. Ah! All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks podcast, our weekly podcast to discuss top news from the world of entertainment, gaming, comics, and technology. This is for the week of December 17th, 2017. Final episode of the year. (laughs) I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right. So uh, got lots of things going on over here, you know, aside from Adam on the verge of having a nervous breakdown. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> the hell's going on with you? You're like, because I'm, this, this is, this, this weekend is people has been No, Cortana, I don't want to talk to you. This, this is, this is what people don't, I am incredibly busy. Like last week I worked 70 hours. Okay, now, for those who don't understand, a normal work week is 40 hours. <laughs> so I'm like constantly at work. And then I take the bus to and from work, which takes me an hour and a half each ride. So three hours. Right. So I get home and I have like 45 fucking minutes until I got to go to sleep. And then in the weekend, I work Saturdays. And then also with this huge family, I have errands and errands and errands. I also take, help take care of my grandmother. So I got to do all her errands. And then I got this podcast shit. And I got to get all that done too. So I have every single moment of my day is slotted with something. And I'm like, I got everything done. I got everything done. <laughs> fucking everything stops because I couldn't log into the fucking <laughs> site because we changed some things around. It was nobody's fault. You know, this shit happens. Couldn't log into the site. Um, I couldn't get my fucking uh, new releases done till late. <laughs> And then I tried to do it again this morning, but that it wasn't working again. And we found it. What did we find out? That it was the wrong email that we, yeah, the, it was sending it to or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, but unfortunately, I had to go run errands again. So the whole time I'm running these errands today, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't log into the site. Oh, my God, I can't finish <laughs> it. I'm freaking out. I get home. I get logged in. And all that's, So I got all the tech shit done. That's good. I do my new releases real quick. 
And then, of course, since we switched over, there was an issue with the images, so I got to go pull in. Like, every single thing <laughs> wasn't working. <laughs> and it was all small shit, but it was just, like, constantly. I'm like, fuck. And then we get on here, and she's like, did you get your list together for the main story? And I'm like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Nah, man. <laughs> so I had to do that real quick. <laughs> I just can't wait for December to be over. It's just too much. And the holidays is too much. Well, after this, I mean, after this week or this session, you know, the, the sessions we have today, that's it. You're done for three weeks. The podcast is the least of my problem. <laughs> well, it was funny no, because I'm working so much overtime, so I just don't have I don't have any time. Now, if you guys go back two weeks, two episodes ago, I say we'll see how Adam is at the end of <laughs> we reached towards mm. the end of that two week period. And here we are. Right. I'm losing my fucking mind. Last week he was like, no, I seem to be doing okay. Everything seems to be, you know, running kind of smooth. And this week it's like, oh, fuck life. Listen, I work two weeks in a row, six days a week, 70 hours. Okay. I ain't working it next week. You can go. Everyone can go fuck themselves. It ain't happening. My wife, my wife was even like, are you going to work overtime again? Because. We have like some bills to pay, and I'm like, I like uh, don't fucking care. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not. Well, you get a winter job then. <laughs> it's like I did my fucking time. <laughs> I put in that fucking work. I'm happy I did it, you know, because you know it helps with Christmas and stuff. And the and the problem is it it's my own fucking fault. And I told my wife that she goes, "Well, you have to work it because of Christmas." You know, I understand. And I said, "No, no, 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 I have to work it." Because I didn't save any fucking money for Christmas. If I would have saved starting in October, put like a couple hundred away. Well, you didn't even really do overtime in November, right? No, because yeah. I couldn't because I was in training for my new position. Oh, fucking time. so it was their fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because usually, usually that it's is like, what I do. Yeah, yeah. I'll do, yeah. I'll do overtime. <laughs> yeah, it ain't my fucking fault. Um, usually Fuck I'll do them. overtime. I'll do I'll do a lot of overtime, but not that much. But I do it over a period of the first half of December and November. Where you go into work looking like you're on the edge of a string. Like if somebody says the wrong thing, you're just about to go. You're going to go. No, even, even my boss, my boss on Friday, she was like, um, well, this isn't this is like my secondary boss, my real boss is on vacation. So she's like, hey, Adam, can you do a rush file? I'm like, that's what I'm here for. Right. Just to do things. All day until my eyes pop out of my head. And she's like, maybe not so much over time. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live my life, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that eye twitch going. Right. <laughs> and then, of course, on Friday. So I'll, this is the last thing I'm going to say. We'll get on with the show. But fucking descent, our vacation time doesn't roll over. Mm. Our sick time does. But our vacation time doesn't. Oh, wow. So, of course, everyone's like. Oh, golly, did I forget to take that vacation time? Right. Bitches. Y'all motherfuckers know what you was doing. So people are all gone on December, like at random times. So Friday, there were a lot of people gone. And I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm, I'm pounding through my files, no issues. And then I'm noticing people keep coming up to me and asking me fucking questions. And I'm, I'm like, why? What the fuck? Like, what is wrong? With I turn around, I realize, oh, shit. I'm the most senior person in the room because everyone went on vacation and people usually don't ask me questions. Cause unfortunately, like I know how to do my job. Like I've been there for a long time. I know how to do it. I'm usually the top on the production, stuff like that. 
<laughs> the problem, and Steve knows this all too well, is when you ask me a question, I go, um, fuck. It's like I, I think it I think about too much and then I don't know how to answer the fucking question. So I'm usually the dude that goes, just move out of the way and I'll do it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then I jump on and do it. So people are asking these questions and I'm like, um, and they're like, Do you know how to do that? And I'm like, Yeah, I just did it five minutes ago. Uh. <laughs> I, I communicate with the system better than the people yeah. is the problem. Well, you know, so, binary. <laughs> right. So yeah, so fr- I dipped out on Friday. And then Saturday was pretty chill. I just did fucking trainings and just stupid shit. And then Sunday, I I slept way too late. And that's what kind of threw all my shit off. I think I slept for like 13 fucking hours. <laughs> like I was just, well, usually, where you wake up and you usually, feel dead. Yeah, usually when I, when I get on my phone, I'll look at Messenger and it tells like how long you've been active or inactive. And it was like 10 hours. I was like, That's right. I look at it, I'm like, okay, I guess he's still asleep. <laughs> I was fucking out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. So, we, uh, and I, I mentioned this on our, our Facebook page and, and stuff that, uh, yeah, we, we moved over to a um, new server. We moved over from one and one to uh, Bluehost. Um, and I got to admit, Bluehost, so easy to set up. Um, I'm trying to do a switch over on 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 one and one, and I'm actually considering moving to Bluehost because they're just making it too fucking difficult. Um, so we switched over to Bluehost, and we got emails again. So yep. we're uh, we're going to ditch that Gmail one we've been using for the last uh, about a month or so, two months, and uh, we're going oh, and we're going back to our old emails for our mailbag. So you want to drop a, um, emails there? It is mailbag at thelazygeeks.com for me steven at thelazygeeks.com and adam for motherfucking fine bitch at thelazygeeks.com <laughs> you already know <laughs> no it'll be adam at thelazygeeks.com so those emails are back and i'll and uh, don't worry if you don't if you didn't catch them because i'm gonna put a i'm doing up a new about us and contact us page for the site um also i made a uh a, a announcement on our blog that um I'm no longer going to be doing like active news stories all week. Uh, it's just it's just too much going on, and I really want to focus on on more of my um, writing of writing of more of opinion. So there will be some stories like you you I posted about uh, net neutrality and um, the Disney uh, Fox deal. So I'll have some of that, but I won't be doing just a lot of stories. We'll still be doing our weekly um, new releases. But um, news will come under blog, and then the podcast will be posted there. So it's not as much activity as before. Um, But then uh, when I get my other blog going, you're going to see more of a lot more of opinion pieces over there. So just trying to streamline everything. I just I'm moving in too many different directions, and I can't keep up with any of them. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's one of those kind of things. So uh, so yeah, so we have all those, and um, and and an announcement too. We. Adam was Adam was feeling kind of bad, and, and I agreed with him that we didn't technically do a final episode of just another podcast. So um, January, I believe it's fifth, we will have a. It's called. It, I've titled it "Hello Goodbye" uh, because it's our final episode of the just another podcast on this feed. It will be. It it will move over, and it'll be serve as a premiere episode, um, kind of a show kind of how we're going to go with that um 
so it'll uh, and that will eventually be our first episode for our just another podcast which is going to go with my just another blog site um along with the extended play movie podcast so uh be ready for that but then when we come back on the week of the eighth it'll be strictly weekly lazy geeks podcast and the away team which i'm actually kind of excited to do that weekly um because once we get into season three that's when shit gets real that's right real real MTV real world. <laughs> you think you know, right. but you got no idea. <laughs> Where people stop being nice and start being real. That's right. <laughs> and the we first were, season where they were just sitting around watching TV all fucking Which day. was cool. And then when they started giving them jobs and shit, and like, you guys have to, I'm like, oh, fuck this thing. What is this, road rules now? <laughs> um, <laughs> road rules. But, yeah, I know, right? That's that's the way back machine right there. Um, but we're uh, one of the... Uh, when we come back, that first week will be uh, the last episode of season two, and then we're going to do our one-off. We're still going to do our one-off, but we've decided today that we're going to actually do... The reason I, I chose this one, because it was on cable, and I was kind of watching, I'm like, you know, nobody ever really talks about this, because it is kind of meh, but we're going to actually do Star Trek Nemesis. So uh, I think that would be kind of a cool little, cool little bit to do. There'll be a lot to say, too. <laughs> you know, speaking of MTV, you know what I miss? The Rock and Jock softball game. Oh shit! I forgot about those. You yeah. remember that shit? They'd have like fucking Red Man and Christina Aguilera fucking playing softball and shit. Yeah, and you had like Tommy nuts. Lee and uh, fucking uh, what's his name, Brett uh, Brett Michaels. Like you'd yeah. have them in their you know sh- um, like the drummer shorts, <laughs> but they had like the jerseys and shit. It was great. Uh, oh man, that, that was that was the day, dude. So. uh our main story this week will be about the year that was, but before that, uh, I guess we can, uh, see, you know, I kind of want to, but then I kind of don't. I think we should though. Yeah. I think we, they deserve it. You think they, the you think they do? Yeah. All right. So I guess with that, we'll uh, jump into some headlines. So obviously, unless you've been living under a rock this week. You, and uh, as you may have saw online, Disney made it official. It has acquired 21st Century Fox Film and TV Studios. What does that mean? It means that the original 1977 Star Wars returns to Disney. It was the only film in the franchise did, that did not belong to Disney, which is owned by Disney. Actually, it didn't belong to Lucasfilms, which is owned by Disney. Uh, it also means that the Fantastic Four and the X-Men return to Marvel. Not only that, Disney is the majority shareholder of Hulu and... And they own Die Hard, The Simpsons, How How I Met Your Mother, Planet of the Apes, The X-Files, Futurama, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and so much more. You may have noticed we have stayed mum on the site and on the podcast about the deal until there was something to report. Many news sites fill up their feeds with speculation and unfounded rumors about the deal. Even after the announcement of the deal, there were still blatant, unfounded rumors about the completed X-Men movies, some talking about the deal um, that... The deal with Disney will kill X-Men Dark Phoenix or rewrite the ending of Avengers 4. Even before the deal, you had sites talking about the Fantastic Four would likely uh, could not likely be part of the deal based on a report from a half-baked speculation movie site. Uh, A site claims to be about movies and the business, yet they don't know how filmmaking works. If you want to stick to facts, you can look at what Disney now owns. 
Disney now owns Avatar, which is good for them because they are making a Pandora theme park. They're acquiring Star Wars A New Hope will allow Disney to do various collector sets of the franchise without having to shell out money for Fox and who gets a cut every time Lucas made a set. However, with Fox being part of Disney, does that mean we can get the Fox fanfare back again? Please. Cause, cause honestly, I do miss that when I watch it, when I was watching, uh, when I watched, uh, last Jedi this weekend, I was still like, Oh, can't we just have that? Please just throw it back mm. on there. Uh, regarding Hulu, Disney has a share in the company, but it acquired, Fox's 30% share, which gives them a 60% stake in the company. Comcast holds 10, uh, 30%, while Time Warner only holds 10%. As for Bo- um, CEO Bob Iger, he was originally scheduled to step down in 2019. However, with the deal, he is expected to stay on until 2021 to handle the transition. As Also included in the deal is 20th Century Fox's television, Fox-owned cable networks like FX and National Geographic, and the company's stake in international networks like uh, Star TV and Sky, which Fox is planning to acquire full ownership of before the sale is completed. It is um, it is a good and bad scenario. It is good for fans of particular franchises that have been punished by sep- um, separate film rights, but it is bad for that one of the biggest studios just got bigger. People will complain that it is bad because jobs will be lost, but let's be honest about one thing. Those jobs were already gone when Fox opted to sell. So... And I'd um, like to hear your thoughts, so go ahead and sound off in the comments um, or to, you know, anywhere else you feel need to. I think a lot of stuff is up in the air. Like, I think the biggest question is how much um, how much control is Disney going to allow Fox to rein in on some of these properties? Now, obviously, the Marvel properties are, <laughs> are going to go to Marvel Studios. Right. Um, that's, a, that's a given, but we have, I mean, Fox, Fox is no joke, man. They've been around for a long time. Um we, it's going to be curious to see what Disney does with some of the other uh, franchises. Yeah, I mean they've they they have stated that you know they're going to look at some of the slate of movies and or comic book movies in in the realm of Marvel. Um, I'm wondering now, and then erase it, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine because you know how many times has the X Men universe done that in the comics? Um, but at the same time, you know, looking at uh, franchises that they have they may be kind of going a little stale you know what's going to happen with them and also with disney now having star wars and two of the or no three three of the what nine movies they have are under the fox banner are they going to actually start moving them back under the fox logo because it's going to still be an arm you know it's going to be a distribution arm and for people that don't understand what that means it's like anytime you see like um Buena Vista Studios or uh, Touchstone or something like that. Those are Disney. Um, those are Disney Studios, and they do it in video games too. Yeah, like you, you have minor studios that get that get bought bought from the bigger ones. Like, um, not that they're a small studio, but Activision and Blizzard. You right. know, like Blizzard makes World of Warcraft, but Activision is the one above it all. You yeah. know, so it's 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 just going to be interesting to see because Disney. I think Disney makes smart moves when it comes to this. So I'm not really worried about it. I know they're obviously going to take all the Marvel stuff and then go, okay, this, this is going to go to Marvel studios. Let's have the, let's have the people who are supposed to be working on it, work on it. Right. Um, I think X-Men though, honestly, if it were me, I mean, this means about Dick, but um, <laughs> if it were me, I would stop all X-Men shit and then just slowly have some X-Men characters in the Marvel movies and then come out with an X-Men movie. Cause 
that the X-Men movie's becoming a joke. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 a fucking mess. Like I don't even I, that last one, the um oh, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. No. Nah, yeah. I I couldn't do it. Like it wasn't a good movie. Yeah. You know, so so Yeah, I mean it and and I agree with that. I you know, for, and the fact of the matter is is that they've reached that point and it's kind of works perfectly in the time of the movies because the movies have already kind of start, slowly started to reboot themselves. Um, that it actually would work well. Uh, they aren't opposed to R-rated comics. They said, you know, they're not going to touch Deadpool at this point. So, which means it looks like, and Deadpool has already been finished and all that. So, it doesn't look like, you know, they're going to cancel, especially with the money that's invested in those. They know they're going to make. You know money. what they should do? What they should do is just like they did in the comics, make them Marvel Knights movies, motherfucker. Oh, like have a yeah. whole have a whole arm of it. So when people see Punisher a movie, it says. You know what I'm saying? Like Marvel Knights, Punisher, just something like that. Blade, They'll Blade know. Back. People will know this shit ain't for you kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I totally agree with that. You know, we can see like the real heavy shit. Um, still, I think one of the best movies that they could do, a Deadpool movie would be something. I mean, not Deadpool, a uh, Punisher movie would be that one. Uh, they did a one shot where the Punisher didn't even show up until the very end of the book, but it was about the mob um this mob boss and his men in prison knowing that he was he was coming and uh that that story was just rich and just so good and then in the end you know punisher shows up and you know basically they've taken care of themselves <laughs> all, all right. he had to do was just his his presence um uh, got that going but yeah i mean and you know some people are going to be like oh it's going to ruin it and i have to keep telling people look they bought marvel they bought pixar they bought uh, Jim Henson Studios, you know, they bought all of those properties and those properties flourished because they got that Disney money, you know, but That's right. But they flourished. Look how Marvel exploded once um, Disney got in there. It's like, no, you 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 can sit there and say and, and anybody who says like, oh, well, the X-Men universe is great at Fox. And I've read some of those blogs and you people are fucking idiots. It used to be the first two movies were dope. Yeah. But they've fallen off yeah. big time. Yeah. I think I think the last one that was like Fox made Logan, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they did Logan. I mean, Logan was, was dope. I really like. But Logan it. was also done like a. It wasn't done like a comic book movie to me. No, no, it wasn't. It was. It was just characters who happened to be, right? You know, uh, superhuman. But the last comic book movie that I thought was really great by them was Days of Future Past. I really liked it. It was epic. It was great. Yeah, that was scope. good. And then when you got Apocalypse, that for me is when that for me is when the X Men, it, it it was done. Yeah. To me, like I I feel that was the last one because because the one after the Apocalypse was <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so uh, we'll have to definitely. This isn't. We're not over in this. So we'll be there'll be a lot more coming soon. By the way, all those rock and jock um, things are on YouTube. <laughs> Just want to shout that, <laughs> out, that there. out there, <laughs> you know. Keep it real up in here. Anyway, maybe I got Disney's the episode not... for this year for this <laughs> Rock and Jock 2017. <laughs> Disney isn't the only studio doing some shit. Okay, so we need to talk about the other one. Now. But, but um, doing shit that people want to, you know. I don't know. You hey, you never know. <laughs> Let me finish this story. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Netflix and DreamWorks have announced via a press release that they are partnering to bring a slate of six animated shows to the streaming platform in 2018, with some inspired by DreamWorks movies, such as 2017's The Boss Baby, I'm 
not interested in that. But okay. That's already on Netflix. As, I'm like, wow, that was quick. It wasn't. It wasn't that long we, ago. It was one of the. I know this is going to sound corny, but we have family movie night. Okay. One of them was The Boss Baby. And I, did, I don't think the Riley family was feeling it that much. Like, it was kind of like, all right. You know, whatever. Then we watched Captain Underpants. I laughed my fucking ass off on that play. I was like, yeah, it was uh, it was family night. So, you know, I pulled up Pornhub and everybody got this. Right. <laughs> Listen, made some hot chocolate and just got it done, you know? As well as an updated version of the 80s cult classic, She-Ra Princess of fucking Power, motherfucker. <laughs> um, She-Ra News is one of the most standout announcements in the list, particularly for anyone who grew up in the 80s. Starring He-Man's twin sister, Princess Adora, who uses the Sword of Protection to become She-Ra. It basically... Looks like a condom. <laughs> it was He-Man, but for the chicks. Yeah. Like, that's this yeah. what it really was. But it was dope. Um, She-Ra, Princess of Power, and defend the, the planet Ethera from the evil Hordak. The original series was intended to appeal to young girls in the same way He-Man appealed to young boys. See, I told you. <laughs> Um, She-Ra, thank you, Captain. She-Ra had, <laughs> uh, thank you. She-Ra had been largely absent from He-Man lore since the cancellation of her series, although she has appeared in DC Comics uh, various various He-Man books. I know, and she wasn't the, even in Masters of the Universe movie. That I know, me, you know, she was kind of hot, man, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, the reboot seems to be in safe hands. Uh, Einzer Award winner Noel Stevenson. Um, is ser- is serving as showrunner, and according to a tweet, has been working on the show for almost two years. Why does a She-Ra show take that long? Like, well, if it's animation, that oh yeah, that's <laughs> no further information. I-, I was thinking of like their storyboarding She-Ra. I'm like, what the fuck? No further information, including whether He-Man and the other Masters of the Universe will make an appearance, has yet been revealed, and there is no current release date, but expect news soon. Debuting January 19th, 2018, DreamWorks Trolls The Beat Goes On continues the story begun in 2016's Trolls movie um, with Skylar Astin from Pitch Perfect and Amanda um, Layton from This Is Us, taking over essential characters, Branch and Poppy. The show maintains the musical nature of the movie with original songs produced by Alana de Fonseca from Pitch Perfect 3. Pitch Perfect is all over the fucking place. But Matthew Beans from Robot Chicken going to come in, serves as executive producer. Apparently, banking on the catchy nature of the music, DreamWorks has made the first season soundtrack available pre-order on iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. Another movie follow-up, The Boss Baby Back in Business, continues the story of Boss Baby and his big brother Tim as they try to navigate the cutthroat corporate jungle gem of Baby Corp. Um, details are scarce on this one, although Brandon Sawyer from Penguins of Madagascar is executive producing with the show set to premiere sometime in 2018. In the meantime, you can take a look at uh, what IGN thought. They caught me. I think I feel they do that on purpose. Like they'll throw in that like, look at what we wrote sentences. So I'm just reading along and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> um, Javi Street Kids is a brand new series developed by DreamWorks for Netflix set. Um, set on Hobby Street. Uh, the show features best friends Audrey, Lada, and Dot, the self-appointed guardians of Hobby Street, who will do whatever it takes to keep Hobby Street the best block to never grow up on. What? That's a quote. So, <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Hay from, from Dawn of the Croods, 
and uh, Ali Ali Aliki. Yeah, that Phenophilus Greek um, <laughs> from Phineas and Ferb <laughs> are producing. Uh, the show doesn't have a release date yet, but more news to come. And I think we're at the last one. The Epic Tales of Captain Underpants also doesn't have a release date. Based on the long-running book series by Dan Peakey, uh, the series centers around George Beard and Harold Hutchins, two best friends who love pranking and creating comic books, specifically starring their craziest creation, Captain Underpants. Peter Haskings from Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesomeness is producing that Kung Fu Panda Legends of Awesome is actually kind of a dope cartoon. That shit's funny. I watch it with the kids. Um, finally, okay, now we're finally. The companies have announced that following its second season premiere December on December fifteenth, um, Gil- Guillermo del Toro. How do you say his first name? Guillermo. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> his tro- Troll Hunters um, will return for a third and final season sometime in two thousand eighteen. Fans of the show needn't worry, though. Sequel Series 3 below, uh, following the adventures of two royal teenage aliens and their bodyguard who fled, flee to Earth following a surprise takeover of their home planet, will debut sometime in late 2018. That actually sounds kind of interesting. Um, with another prequel series, Wizards, set to follow in 2019. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff coming to Netflix. Some original content, which is dope. Uh, I think in this house, that trolls thing will get played a lot, hmm. and Captain Underpants. So when you said trolls at first, I thought you meant like somebody's trolling. I was like, oh, "What?" And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh, trolls!" I might be able, right? <laughs> I might be able to get the kids into some '80s joints though with this Shira because um, my my twin daughter, the 12 year old, she loves that fucking woman being a superhero thing, hmm. um, which obviously my other daughter does too. So. They might check out Shira, and then I'll have to I'll have to go buy the VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Which you haven't bought much in in the last few weeks. What do you mean? Usually every every other week or so, you were sending me, "Look what I got with my VHS." Oh yeah, well, we just haven't been to Goodwill. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moving on into Gaiman news. The Verge is reporting that Microsoft has started testing Xbox Party Chat in the company's Xbox mobile app for iOS and Android. The beta Xbox app for Android is available immediately with the Party Chat support, and you can sign up to test Party Chat on iOS using Microsoft Form. Party Chat inside the Xbox mobile apps lets you voice chat with friends on Xbox Live, similar to the Discord mobile app. It's a useful feature if you're not near a console or PC, or even if your headset isn't working correctly on those devices. Microsoft uh, typically brings beta features to its main Xbox apps within a few months, so it should be available uh, on both the regular iOS and Android apps shortly. Short. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, you can that sort of thing, you know, chat with your friends when you're not at your Xbox, which seems weird. But I do, I do see the point of like if you're, you know, you're, uh, you know, how your ex, you know, how your uh, controllers start not functioning the way they should, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, fuck. And they're like, well, I'll just use my app, you know, on my phone and and do it that way. So, well, they've had stuff like this before for MMOs on the PC. Like, they, they have like, uh, um, I think they had one for WoW where you it was text, but you could you could get into your um, 
your guild chat and chat with people you mm-hmm. know and that 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 was kind of cool if, like all your friends played wow or something like that but um i i don't know when i'm on my xbox i talk to those people when i'm not on my xbox i don't really want to talk to them so <laughs> <laughs> i feel this is for for someone else is what i'm just saying right but um moving right along crytech is suing Star citizen developer cloud emporium games for breach of contract and copyright infringement over the use of its cry engine the lawsuit, which names both CIG and Robert Space Industries as the defendants, claims the company utterly failed to follow through on the following premise agreed upon in their game license agreement. And I quote, um, to use the CryEngine game development platform exclusively and to promote that platform with, within the video game, to collaborate with Crytek on CryEngine development, and to take a number of steps to ensure that Crytek's intellectual property was protected, end quote. In late 2016, CGI openly announced, or CIG, sorry, openly announced it was moving development of Star Citizen CryEngine to Lumberyard, uh, Amazon's CryEngine-based game engine. According to Crytek, the GLA did not permit defendants to use any other video game engine in Star Citizen except for CryEngine. Regarding developmental collaboration crytek claims cig agreed to provide bug fixes and optimizations for cryengine um, annually during the game's development period and again upon publication of the final game according to crytek cig refused to do so on two separate occasions crytek also claims cig breached a confidentiality agreement by publishing videos containing confidential excerpts of information from Cry- cryengine and sharing underlying technology for CryEngine with a third party. Furthermore, Crytek claims CIG used its CryEngine without a license for development of Star Engine single-player spinoff Squadron 42. Crytek says the GLA limits the use of the CryEngine computer program to a single video game called Star Citizen. I love how they act like they don't know. Called Star Citizen. You know, like whatever. <laughs> By offering Squadron 42 as a separate purchase, Crytek says CIG is in violation of copyright laws. In response to the lawsuit, CIG issued the following statement to Polygon. We are aware of Crytek of the Crytek complaint having been filed in the U.S. District Court. CIG we don't hasn't, give a fuck. But we, <laughs> right? CIG hasn't used the CryEngine for quite, quite some time since we switched to Amazon's Lumberyard. This is a meritless lawsuit that we will defend vigorously against, including recovering from Crytek any costs incurred in this matter. So they're going to counter sue, is what they're saying. Yeah. CIG didn't comment on potential ramifications the lawsuit could have on the ongoing development of Star Citizen Squad. So it looks like some uh, some legal situations, but I I I don't have a lot of the information. I feel Crytek's being a little bit of a bitch. Oh yeah. I I feel that Crytek's being a little. Now if they if they used CryEngine for squadron 42 and didn't get another license okay then they fucked up there but i mean they can switch to the lumberyard fuck like who cares you know what i mean but it just sounds like crytek's trying to get a little bit of money yeah star citizen looks dope as fuck dude that's why yeah because it's been in beta for fucking a decade (laughs) i don't know but it's it's just it's like the largest game ever created and and it just keeps getting bigger so We'll see. Well, let's see what happens there. So, in comic news, this story kind of like, whoa, what happened? (laughs) 
So mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that uh, Brian Michael Bendis had signed a huge deal that was going to allow him to leave Marvel and work exclusively for DC. Well, apparently the comic gods tried to smite him <laughs> uh, because he was hospitalized for a staph infection and nearly died on December 4th. He just recently came out about it via Twitter, and I'm going to read his tweet real quick. He stated that, so a week ago, I woke up in intensive care because of a surprise MRSA infection that grabbed and blinded me for four days. This was the worst week of my life. I almost died on Monday. It'll take months to recover. I wasn't even going to share share it. It was so bad. Uh, he went on to say that his, uh, he was, his wife literally saved his life. He was friends, surrounded him in a wall of love. Uh, Matt Fraction didn't leave his bedside for two days. Um, but uh, in the in an updated article, he stated that uh, he, he was he cre- he credited his recent weight loss and change to a healthier diet for saving his life. Uh, Bendis also thanked his friends and um, he is on the mend and he said that uh, seeing the debut of the first uh, the first trailer for, Miles, the Miles Morales-led Superman Enter the Spider-Verse and the teaser for Jessica Jones Season 2 helped buoy his spirits. Um, <laughs> he, he's still trying to make some money. I know, he's still pushing his shit. Uh, but, he, uh, but he said that be, even though his, um, he, this is delayed uh, because of the illness, I'm just, uh, uh, let me just get my words right here. As a result of the illness, at least some of his final work for Marvel will likely be delayed, as well as in his initial projects for DC Comics. In his tweet, Bendis made it clear that both publishers have, quote, agreed to have um, to let him uh, do my work when I can. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, you know, hope he gets on the mend. That was uh, when I read that, I was like, what the fuck? Like, when did this happen? They tried to keep him. Yeah. No, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so, so good luck to him. You know, hope he gets better. Yeah, we hope that he uh, recovers. Although it sounds like he's recovering fine, but you know, let's continue that. Yeah, let's, right? let's keep it going that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Marvel Comics uh, has shed more light on infinite, infinite, the Christ, infinity, fucking, fucking infinity countdown. The mysterious project that will pave the way for the publisher's next epic cosmic crossover in spring 2018. As revealed by Newsarama, the road to that story begins in February with a one-shot special called Infinity. Infinity. Why am I having a problem saying infinity? It's infinity. 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 <laughs> like the car. In, right. Infinity Countdown Prime. Infinity Countdown Prime will be helmed by Guardians of the Galaxy writer uh, Jerry Dugan since... He's not busy anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and old man Logan artist Mike uh, Diad- what Diatro Jr. Uh, fuck everybody in their stupid <laughs> names, by the way. Um, <laughs> the book was included in Marvel's February 2017 solicitations, but this is the first time Marvel has revealed the creative team and plot details. This is the official plot summary from Marvel's press release. The Infinity Stones, individually, they grant their wielder great power. Together they grant the power of a god. Newly reformed and scattered throughout the universe, these artifacts allow the ones who claim them their heart's desire. Now, as their locations are discovered, forces converge for a battle that will begin begin the universe down a dark path to the end. 
jump onto this exciting ride that will lead to the biggest infinity yet, plus the saga of the Infinity Stones, uh, what they are and how they came to be, from creation to destruction to recreation. This prose primer will tell you everything you need to know about the legendary cosmic gem. The re- All right, so that's the end of that. The re- <laughs> reemergence of the Infinity Stones has been a plot point in several ongoing Marvel books since the start of the Marvel Legacy relaunch, most notably, the original Wolverine returned to life in the pages of Marvel Legacy number one with the Space Stone in hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> Marvel had previously announced that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be ending with, with issue 150. It seems that Infinity Countdown will be taking the book's place for the early part of 2018. So this is kind of dope because we're going to get all that fucking um, background story on the Infinity Stones. Right. And I think that's kind of dope. So I'm I'm looking forward to this. I picked this shit up. Yeah, so I think it's, I think it's good because they're gonna get kind of get everybody reacquainted with the Affinity Stones. Um, so that should be uh that should be good, especially with uh, Infinity War coming out next year. Right, and and obviously that's the main point. Right, so, and that's good. All right, so going into technology news, the Federal Communication Commission kept their promise. They just killed net neutrality. While mainstream media has been is still harping on the whole Russia-Trump thing, they are ignoring one of the biggest repeals of President Obama's internet policies. What does this repeal mean? It means that internet providers will be able to block and throttle traffic at their choosing. They can offer quote-unquote fast lanes that will allow sites that pay for it to have prioritized access to consumers while others may have slower access or even no access. It also strips away the Title II common carrier order which was the backbone of net neutrality. The internet, quote, the internet wasn't broken in 2015. We were not living in a digital dystopia, Commissioner Chairman Ajit Pai said today. Quote, the main problem consumers have with the internet is not, is not, and has never been at their internet provider is blocking access to content. It's been that they don't have access at all. You may not realize you may not realize it, but we you are seeing a few examples of quote-unquote fast lanes via zero ratings. Zero ratings are services that you can use on your mobile device that don't account that don't count against your data cap. Meaning if Hulu pays to be a zero rating, but Netflix decides it doesn't want to, you'll be more inclined to watch Hulu because it's unlimited. It was not a unanimous vote. It was a three to two judgment. One of the Democrats on the commission, Jessica Rosenworcel. Uh, called today's vote a rash decision that put the FCC on the wrong side of history, the wrong side of the law, and the wrong side of the American public. This vote, Warshall says, gives the internet providers the green light to go ahead and discriminate and manipulate your internet traffic, something she says they have a business incentive to do so. It's not good, uh, Rosen Warshall said. Good, uh, not good for consumers, not good for business, and not good for anyone who connects and creates online. Also, I have um, the actual uh, soundbite from one of the commissioners, Kleibel, uh, who um, expressed her dissension in regards to this. Give it a second. But what saddens me the most today is that the agency that is supposed to protect you is actually abandoning you 
But what I am pleased to be able to say today is that the fight to save net neutrality does not end today. The agency does not have the final word. Thank goodness for that. And as I close my eulogy of the 2015 net neutrality rules, carefully crafted rules that actually struck an appropriate balance in providing consumer protections and enabling opportunities and investment. I actually take what I'll just call ironic comfort in the words of then Commissioner Pye back in 2015, because I believe this will ring true about this destroying internet freedom order. I am optimistic, he said, that we will look back on today's vote as an aberration, a temporary deviation from the bipartisan path that has served us so well. I don't know whether this plan will be vacated by a court, reversed by Congress, or overturned by a future commission, but I do believe that its days are numbered. Amen to that, Mr. Chairman. Amen to that. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Clyburn. I'm going to mark you down as a no. So that's a, <laughs> okay. uh, Commissioner O'Reilly. I thought that was a bit of a dick move at the end of that. Um, don't you know it? Yeah. Uh, what happens now? Well, three states have announced that they are taking steps to block Thursday's decision. Uh, California Senator Scott Weiner said shortly after the vote that he'll seek legislation requiring net neutrality in the state. The Democrat from San Francisco said in a post on Medium he plans to formally introduce the bill early next year. Quote, California can regulate business practices that require net neutrality, condition state contracts on adhering to net neutrality, and require net neutrality as part of the cable franchise agreements as a condition to using the public right-of-way for Internet infrastructure and in broadband packages, he said. Meanwhile, Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson announced Thursday that he's suing over the net neutrality repeal, citing that the federal government violated the Administrative Procedure Act. Allowing the Internet service providers to discriminate based on content undermines a free and open Internet. Today's action will seriously harm consumers, innovation, and small businesses, he said. New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman said his office plans to file a suit against uh, arguing that the FCC gave telecom companies an early Christmas gift, uh, an early Christmas present by giving the Internet service providers yet another way to put corporate profits over consumers. California may have issues trying to circumvent the FCC. The Republican-led committee had reclassified broadband as an, quote, interstate information service, end quote. Also, they knew states would try to institute their own net neutrality, so Republicans came prepared. Quote, the order came, uh, makes plain that broadband will be subject to a uniform na national framework that promotes investment and innovation. Republican Commissioner uh, Michael O'Reilly said in his state before the FCC vote, broadband service is not confined to state boundaries. It should not be constrained by a patchwork of state and local regulations. Although the order does acknowledge an extremely limited state role in enforcing their traditional police powers, state actions that go beyond this realm will be subject to scrutiny and challenge, he said. The order makes clear that any requirement akin to common carriers regulation are barred. Will things change tomorrow? The short answer is no. 
We have mentioned before that the internet providers will most likely, likely hang back a bit. They may hang their odds on potential lawsuits that could re that could block the repeal. Not only that, some members of Congress could come up with their own net neutrality rules, which is a Democratic issue. With the slim majority the Republicans hold in the Senate, they could deliver the Trump administration a decent blow, a decent defeat. The repeal of the net neutrality may not seem like a huge deal now. Pi is correct when he claims that internet what that the internet wasn't broken way back in 2015. However, you could see the inroads internet providers were using to throttle consumers and block apps from being used on various services. With the introduction of zero rating with net neutrality, internet providers were testing the limits to which they could get around it. Now, there is nothing to stop them. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Like, it's... it's Obviously, it's not ideal <laughs> to not have net neutrality. But I also... I was talking about this the other day. And I was like... I think about cell phone companies. And I think I, t I talked to Steve about this before. And I am by no way saying that I'm defending the Trump administration or anything like that. But which he is. If we if <laughs> stop. If we think if we think about it from a business aspect, cell phone companies, they used to all have unlimited plans, right? Yeah. And then they all canceled them because they were like, fuck this. Yeah, because they were giving away the farm and they realized they could charge more for it. Right. Then Sprint was like, hey, maybe we'll have an unlimited plan again. And then people started jumping to Sprint like crazy. Now everybody has an unlimited plan. So it's kind of, I kind of feel like while I prefer not the internet, my home internet not to be that fucking cutthroat because it's going to be all over the place for a while. They can only get away with so much, right? Because the consumer is going to go, well, fuck you. Well, because, no, because let's say you have, well, let's say you have one internet provider, the main one or whatever, and they go, uh, yeah, we're going to throttle everything and only Netflix runs smooth and blah, blah, blah. And then their competitor is going to go, okay, well, we're going to do the opposite of that because you, you guys seem to not like that. Then people are going to move. Well, see, the, the bigger issue that, that you, you, you have with that, and here's the difference between, uh, between internet providers versus cell phone providers. Uh, the difference is, is that you don't have the luxury of switching in, in a lot of areas. In the area, oh, I know I'm in one of those areas. Yeah, and as am I. I'm in I'm in uh, Spectrum, which was Time Warner. There are certain, you know, there are certain um, apartment um, complexes that you can only get them, and because you're locked into those, you don't have the luxury of well, if they'll do this, I'll just go to someone else. Because I try to get out of, I try to look at going out of it, and the only thing I could go was would downgrade my internet by going with DSL, you know, and I had nobody else even close to doing that, so. That argument doesn't totally hold up because of the fact that a lot of people don't have... I mean, look what happened to Google Fiber. You know, it got blocked in a lot of areas because they, because those major providers held. And there's not as many providers as, you know, people might think. You know, with mobile providers, I mean, with mobile providers, you have essentially four. And yeah. with internet providers, you essentially have that as well. And, place, and um, providers like Comcast... They have data caps. So like me going with Spectrum, Spectrum's big thing that they keep throwing out there is, yeah, hey, you know, because, I mean, it's it's true. You can either go with that and a lot of people use mobile data, so they'll spend the money on unlimited mobile and not worry about, you know, getting internet here or what have you. But they're saying like, hey, we don't, um, we don't uh, cap you. 
So, you know, there, there's very few areas that actually have the luxury of having more than one internet provider, unless you're going to seriously take a downgrade. But, um, but that's what I'm saying though, is that if in the, in major areas that do have that option, it just seems, it just seems dumb. It just, but it, I think but, the, but the them, thing they really need hold on. <laughs> it just seems the thing they really need to address is the monop the monopoly that happens that you're that you're talking about where you can only get like I live in a complex where I can only get CenturyLink and CenturyLink knows this because I am I was offered no um, deals mm -hmm. that most people would get to be competitive because they already know I don't have a fucking choice you know I think that's the issue that needs to be addressed that's the if if you were allowed to get any provider anywhere this wouldn't even be a fucking issue no one would care. Yeah, because but, they'd be like just jump and ship everywhere. Yeah, but the other thing too is that, and that you got companies like Netflix, Facebook, Hulu, and all of them, or not Hulu, but like Facebook and and um, and a lot of those social media companies that are against this because the cable companies get to double dip because yeah. then they're like, oh, well, you want your service to run fast on us, pay us. Oh, you want to get our internet and then subscribe to our rules, pay us. They get money both ends. So it's like, at what point, it's like, how much control do they fucking need? It's like us and the media companies are the same. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting shafted the same way. Yeah. And it, and in, in, in a lot of instances, and it could be true because if, if let's say through, uh, let's just, let's just throw out spectrum. Let's say spectrum decides, well, we're going to do that. So content from people who can't afford it, i.e. us. Or, you know, shows like Last Podcast on the Left and, you know, other little blogs and sites and stuff like that. WordPress, maybe even. Um, you can't get it, so maybe they won't even get to be able to get to us because yeah. if they slow it down. And, you know, I mean, how many times do you sit there and go, oh, fuck, the site's taking too long, and then move on to something else? So that's where, that's really where the, the issue comes from, is they'll have so much control as to who can and who will. I mean... You're going to hear scare tactics from other sides. They're going to start charging you for podcasts. We don't know that. That, Yeah. No, we don't know that. And that's just a scare tactic. However, I think the bigger issue is how much control. It's like who who watches the gatekeepers is really what it right. comes down to because they'll have no they have no oversight. So the only hope at this particular point is, you know, tying it up in litigation uh, Congress actually doing something and, you know, who knows what happens in, you know, 2020, you know, get somebody who's all I know, all I know is that I was at work and this dude, a buddy of mine was all up in arms about it. And he, he wanted my opinion and I just shrugged my shoulders. He's like, you don't care. And I'm like, what would you like me to do? Like, dude, I can't do anything. Like, I'm just, I'm sitting here just like you watching. And seeing what's going to happen. It's not like I can call my senator real quick and go, hey, man, you know, that net neutrality, I kind of dig it. If you can keep that, that'd be great. Well, yeah. And they're going to change it. There's nothing I can fucking do about well, it. Technically, yeah, Congress could, the, our senators and stuff like that could create their own, you know, and reinstitutionalize net neutrality. That's basically what the only thing is, is because at this particular point, they didn't want net neutrality. And, you know, every you had over 7 million comments you know, in support of that, then you heard one, oh, well, unless you pointed a legal argument, your comment isn't considered. Um, exactly. You have it, the majority of people in this country want net neutrality. We're obviously being ignored. Yeah. And then you had, and then the Democrats were saying, hey, we need to postpone the vote because, 
there was apparently two million signatures that were falsified and that they were saying, you know, we need to look into us and find out what this is going, what this, what this is doing. They're like, no, it's fine. So it's basically, yeah, they didn't. Cause somebody's getting paid. Palms are getting greased. Pi, it's Pi it's were, obvious. was a lobbyist for Verizon. So that's going to be so unbiased. Obvious. It's like, come on. It's so obvious that palms are getting greased in the, in the fucking back rooms because it's, it's almost unanimous that n- there, you have two people in this country, the people that want net neutrality and the people who don't fucking understand what it is. That's yeah. really the only two people there. The only people who want this are, are the companies that are going to profit off. Yep. You know, and, and I'll tell you this too. The only thing the Trump administration has successfully done so far is caused the fucking state governments it, drawn a line between the states and the federal. Yeah. Because the, the, they're drifting more and more apart. And I'm, it's, it's getting really fucking interesting to see an entire state go, I'm going to sue the federal government. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? If you go to, you know, if you like, go to the lazygeeks.com, I retweeted um, a list of states that are yeah. jumping on and doing it, and it's getting large. <laughs> my state is not there because my state just doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, who, but, who um, cares about Wi-Fi, the cactus? I mean, come right. On. <laughs> the major, the major state, and that's the thing, though. And I was talking about this too. It's like, oh well, it's not all of the states. I'm like, yes, but look at the states that are there. Yeah, New York, California. We're talking about heavy hitters. You're talking about Silicon you know? Valley, a state where Silicon Valley is in. You're talking about Washington. Funny thing. You've got, you know, Microsoft. You have California. That. You have California, who houses a lot of companies that would benefit from this, and they still don't fucking want. It. They're like, no, like you're gonna fuck everything up. Just leave it alone. <laughs> you know, so. Obviously, the dude who runs FCC is the most hated man in America right now. I'm so it was um, so funny that he got taken down his video because he's made these obnoxious videos supporting um, his movement and saying why. And they're super obnoxious. Oh yeah, too. and one got taken down because they got a DMCA rule. <laughs> yeah, but the thing that but the thing that kind of bugs me and then keeps me kind of not like like I'm not paying attention, but just keeps me from really saying much is what the fuck like they're they're obviously not listening yeah oh yeah our government does not represent us anymore (laughs) they (laughs) represent money yeah like that's all it is so what the fuck there's nothing you can really do you know so we just have to wait and see if there's enough representatives in the government left that actually give a fuck about what people think and there are you hear them yelling about it we just heard a soundbite about it you know and and there's people that are going no this isn't what the american want this isn't good for the american people but we have to you know i don't like to choose sides but if we can get the republicans to move out of the fucking way we can probably keep everything (laughs) the way it is yeah well one of the things that bothers me is like like okay so the internet providers get more greater control how does that increase competition like how does that how does that benefit anybody well that's and and the reason i was kind of playing devil's advocate because i i you've explained it to me before and i wanted you to explain it again because I think a lot of people, they don't understand. Like well, they go, no, because well, the because um, Pi himself is saying, "Oh, well, this will um, stimulate growth and competition." It's like, no, it won't. It gives you guys more money, but you guys use that as an excuse. You're gonna have all these internet providers shaking hands behind the table, yeah, and making deals with themselves to do this and that and the other. Thing. But I think what he you finished, know, if what he forgot to mention was, yeah, it uh, it promotes growth in profits. Yeah. Yeah. Dollar sign. Yeah. You know, that that's all it is. It's not what innovation. Yeah. Like it's not gonna 
what, are we suddenly going to have Japan speeds? Yeah. You know, because, <laughs> because um, we've, we've lifted the government regulation. Like it's weird to have, we have a government now that their trick, their main trick is to say, you know what? We're the bad guys. You really shouldn't be letting us control so much because we're, we're not, we just don't know what we're doing. So why don't we let the companies do it? What? They, <laughs> choose pick your poison kind of situation right you know how about me i'll regulate there you go all right and the internet will be completely free yeah and just open to everyone. the same speed you get on on some dude's video about his cat is the same speed you get on pornhub you know it's like damn right that's how and that's how it should be the funny thing is though is the internet as a thing it really isn't a thing like it's a black we're dealing <laughs> we're dealing with the providers, okay, they're providing the access to the internet. But the internet is just a bunch of computers connected to each other. So if we could find a way to tap into that without needing a provider, <laughs> we'd be fine. And that was back in the day. Or, yeah, You just plug hey, your fucking computer into the damn modem and you were good to go. Yeah, when you had you to know. call up into AOL. Not even before then, when people were using um, news user nets and shit. Mm, yeah. They were just tapping into servers, you know. So it's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. All right. Well. Oh yeah, my yeah, stuff. You, you got one. Um. Oh, this is kind of funny. Some HP laptop users, <laughs> uh, some HP laptops users came with a pre-installed program to capture the keystrokes of users. I think that was a misquote, but whatever. A security researcher recently discovered. Researcher Michael Ming, aka ZW Close, discovered the key. That's it. That's what it said. <laughs> discovered the keylogger software while trying to solve a keyboard problem for a friend. The software is turned off by default. After Ming contacted HP about the program, it quickly released a patch to get rid of it. A keylogger is a very dangerous piece of software, said Lamar Bailey, director of security research and development at Tripwire. It is, it is like having someone looking over your shoulder while you're typing, he told Tech News World. Keyloggers key can capture passwords that can be used to access financial accounts, record personal communications, or even proprietary code under development. Um, Keyloggers are an important weapon in the arsenal of cyber attackers, noted Chris Morales, head of security and analytics at Vec Vectra Networks. Let me get closer to my screen because I feel like the words are <laughs> drifting away from me. They're often used in the recon phase of targeted attacks to gather user credentials and other sensitive information, which can later be used to comprise or compromise user accounts. Build tech news We know what key log keyboard loggers can be very hard to spot with um, consumer antivirus. Once a machine is compromised, instead of using a malicious payload that possibly could be identified by a secure by security products, a smart attacker might turn on and use the built-in keyboard logger feature, explained David Pickett, a security analyst uh, with AppRiver. All the analysts are out. This would help them evade traditional detection methods, blah, 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 blah. As dangerous as keyloggers can be, the software in more than 460 HP laptop models doesn't appear to have any malicious intent behind it. The keylogger appears to be part of the driver of the Synaptics touchpad. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> There's a keylogger built into the touchpad driver. You know, not the keyboard. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. Said Frederick Means, uh, the senior manager for marketing and security strategy at Vasco Data Security. It was used for debugging purposes by the company provided, providing the touchpad, he told TechMeet. While in this instance, it's unlikely to be a consciously malicious act, he continued, it is another example of poor QA controls of digital supply chain risk. It's likely that the quality control checks for the third-party drivers weren't extensive enough to uncover the, the disabled keylogger remaining from the software development stage, AppRivers Pickett said. The keylogging data would be extremely useful while the software was undergoing development for troubleshooting and debugging purposes, but a security concern once distributed. Um, I'm not going to read the rest. We kind of got the point, but... <laughs> So it looks like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and believe that Hewitt Packard, HP, was trying to log our keystrokes. I believe believe it. Right. Take the tinfoil hat off. (laughs) But but it is, here's my two concerns. One, QA, get to work. Like, stop it. (laughs) Okay? And two... Key loggers are important in development phases because you're you're logging all everything that you're typing into the code, so then you can troubleshoot it, stuff like that. But here's my problem: you have a disabled key logger built into the computer. How long was it going to take a hacker to realize that was there and to turn it on? Right. It's already baked in. You know, they don't even have to install anything. They just have to get into the system, something to switch, flip a switch, and turn it on, and then they can get all that data. Um, obviously, I'm simplifying it, but it's um. HP needs to set their game up. And I got all the HP laptops. <laughs> all my laptops are HP. Um, and the one they have on this article is sexy looking too. They're selling me on their fuck up article. That, that's, that's how good it looks. Um, so I thought this was interesting. Um, I forget. Someone else did something like this too. I don't think it was HP. I think it might have been Dell. I, want, but, um, I thought it was Lenovo. Or Lenovo? Lenovo. It might have been Lenovo. I don't know. We'll start shouting out names, yeah. spreading rumors, but um, it was yeah, gateway. This, the, the fun, right, yeah, it was e machine, yeah. motherfucker. Um, the real problem here is, is that um, I'm reading this article on Tech News World, which I didn't even knew existed, um, and no one's going to notice this. Yeah, it's just one of those things that people are going to go, "Oh, that's weird," and then they're going to forget about it, um, which is good for HP. Yeah, really. Uh, so that's what they're hoping yeah. for. That's it. <laughs> All right. So with that brings us to the end of the headlines. So our discussion topic this week is, is since it is our last new episode of 2017, I figured this was a good time to, barring any cataclysmic uh, things that happen between now in the next two weeks, basically, um, you know. Uh, yeah, can we just be real cool until yeah, the yeah. end of the year? Yeah, like, can we just kind of take two weeks off, you know, right. like a vacation, you know, and just kind of be chill? Just everybody relax. <laughs> so uh, we're, we decided to take a look back at 2017, and we we each picked five things, uh, uh, things that stood out um, for us uh, um, over the past year. So uh, you want to go with uh, your number one first? Yeah, sure. So I just wanted to give a shout out <laughs> uh, to Mother Nature. Um, Keep, keeping it real is what Mother Nature right. is doing. 
the natural disasters this year were no fucking joke. And Fuck not, yeah. not only with the uh, the devastation to Florida, as well as um, Texas. Texas. The fucking Puerto um, Rico. Puerto Rico, of course. Um, it, also, it also sparked the fucking climate change debate again, and, and that got flared up. And this, I think, fizzling out again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, with the fires yeah, it was here in nuts. California, the fires were, I mean, there's always fires every year in California, but they were intense. In we California still have one going year. right now. It's been, I think 10 days that this one's been going yeah, on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so mother nature, if you could <laughs> calm down, right. You know, could you get- um, and then, and I, I, it got to the point where I felt bad. Because I live in a rare area of the United States that really doesn't have any natural disasters at all. We, the only thing except we have you, to worry about have, is heat. Except the thing you have to worry about over there is some Mexicans. But we love Mexicans. I do. <laughs> Those taco trucks. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, no, it, it, the only thing in Arizona is heat. But everything else is pretty dead. So you, there's no like hurricanes and... and I mean, we will have the monsoon season, and it will it rains a little bit. You know, <laughs> it's it's really not the big every deal. now and then. The dust storms, yeah, and then they, you know, you you fucking dust everything off, and you're good to go. <laughs> but the, we actually had a thunderstorm last night, and it was loud as fuck, and everybody in the house was freaking out. I slept through the whole thing because <sighs> I'm from a place that has natural disasters. <laughs> you're like fucking uh, Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny, where he goes, he t- he gets a nice nice sleep in the jail when they have a riot. <laughs> right. I think the worst. I think the worst natural quote-unquote disaster was when california had a really bad earthquake and we felt it for about half a second like huh what was that <laughs> yeah well so like over here I'm, if our ac goes out that's a, <laughs> yeah that's that's a that's, that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a that's an emergency right there uh like over here you know we've had the fires but the, the big thing is is because we've also had we had santa ana winds usually anybody that lives here we you knows we have santa ana winds for about a day or two just a cocktail of bullshit. But it was a week. We had a solid week of tw- right. uh, uh, where I live. And I live, I don't live in the, in the, like the hillside, but it's still like 25 mile an hour winds here. You go up the street to Porter Ranch and that suddenly it turns into 40 to 45 mile an hour winds. And it just, and that just propelled the fires. And we still have that one that's burned everything from Ventura County all the way up towards Santa Barbara. And that's still going on. Um, so it's it's just yeah it's it's been a fucking mess. Um, so my number one goes is a call as a shout out to all you sexual deviants out there. Um, <laughs> uh, first off, it's a weird way to start that. By the I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> is uh, y'all need to keep your pants closed and stop wearing yeah. bathrobes. I mean, that's yes. you know, that's just. No. No more bathrobes. <laughs> no more bathrobes. No more meetings conducted in bathrobes. You know, it's like, and, and it's a good thing Hugh Hefner passed before all this came out because he lived in a bathrobe. But, yeah. you know. It, but he was a G about it. That was true. That's true. You know, he never, but, you know, it, it was just, it just like, you know, everybody is, is just like falling down on this. I mean, you had fucking Charlie Rose of all people. Um you know, Charlie Rose and, and, and then of course, Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey and, you know, uh, Travis Smiley. You have fucking senators getting taken down. You know, you just it's just like it's just rampant. And the, here, and then pe- people are getting crazy, too. Like the dude from. Uh, um, Supersize me. No, the oh. dude from that 70s show. Oh, yeah. 
they they like someone just said hey he might have did something before it even cleared they kicked him off that show the ranch well like, like fuck it the thing is is that well i read more of that and apparently the lapd's been investigating him for a year now oh for real yeah and uh they're they're the lapd what did he what did he allegedly do rape rape this girl right and, oh, okay. and he is a scientologist and the lapd has been saying there's possible uh tampering by from scientology so at that particular point i'm kind of like yeah i kind of believe that one <laughs> You know, Ew, Scientology. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, those people are. Do they even realize how creepy they look when I, I go to LA and they're standing care. there in those men in black suits and shit? I don't think they care. Ugh. There's a there's a documentary on um, Netflix, uh, my Scientology movie, and oh man, like just some the some of the shit that just pops up and you're like, how the fuck? It's like, how do they know? Like they're in everything. <laughs> they make me. They make me Yeah. Let's see. But, you know, in, in a lot of instances, like, you know, people saying like, oh, my God, it's prevalent in, in like all forms. You know what? That's the culture. If you've seen Mad Men, that's the culture has been that way for a long, long time. They're just quieter about it now. Yeah. And now suddenly it's like, oh, hey, you know, this should happen. And so, I mean, great. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy it came out. Right. Because now we can see people are going to stop being foolish. You know what I mean? And calm the fuck down. The next generation be like, hey, you see how those assholes were? Let's not do that. Let's just go back to drugs, dude. Drinking yeah. drinking and drinking and fucking doing drugs. Like just do it that way. Just keep everything else in your pants. Also, you know, I don't know if um I want to say to all the young men out there, if you're cool enough, girls will let you touch them. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like in my in my experience, if you treat them nice, right, they usually let you do a little something to them. I'm just saying. And it's it's a little more satisfying when they're not telling you to, to stop to both in, in <laughs> both sides, you know, or right. or do a confidentiality agreement like Kobe. <laughs> right, it's going to get to that. Point. I know. First is going to be an ID check, two forms of ID. You know, I mean, but in in serious, all jokes aside, it, it's remember that uh, Dave Chappelle, the right. Kobe contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all jokes aside, and I said this at work, and and I guess it's mildly sexist, but it's just the way I feel, <laughs> like women are important you know what i mean like they're they're what they used to call the fairer sex right and i feel like as a man you're supposed to be protecting and, and the most valuable resource of humankind which is the the one that can create more right and not treating them like they're shit you know what i mean <laughs> right. so i i have no sympathy uh, a couple of a couple of cats kevin spacey man i, I mean i i dig that dude for a long time i i can't Fuck it. We don't ride with him no more. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, um, what's the fucking comedian, too? Oh, Louis C.K. Yeah. Oh, that hurt Can't me. rock with that him. That hurt Yeah. Because I, I love that dude. Yeah. Nope. Not anymore. Yeah. Sorry, dude. You know, like, you can't you can't be filth and still be cool. Yeah. And the one thing I do like from this, though, is that you're seeing, like, they talk about rape culture and how everybody's okay with it. But you're seeing that, no, that isn't the case. Is Is once they're found out that they're doing that, people are like, not... No, fuck you. Is, We're not cool with which this. Which is funny because uh, you know that Stanford swimmer dude that got six months because he raped some unconscious chick? Yeah. Um, so his lawyers are demanding a new trial because they said the six months he got was too severe for the crime. Oh, yeah? Maybe he should just get thrown in prison for 10 years. And I, and I looked and I go, and I'm thinking in this culture that we have right now, I'm thinking, oh, please, God, let him be retried. Please. I want to see him go to jail for please. 25 years and get ass raped. 
he'll get the fucking chair. Like, <laughs> ain't no games. And you know what? It's good though. There shouldn't like. Listen, we all know that. You know, every 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 case needs to be tried fairly and make sure we get to the truth. But if someone's found that they're out there raping chicks because they just think they're fucking the bee's knees and can do whatever they want, I would not bat an eye if I never saw that person again. Yeah. If if we understand my meaning, yeah. Like it's it's that and um and stuff to children, man. I I can't fucking rock with that Which shit. Is, there's there's no coming back from that. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just like to think like, well, I give him six months because I shouldn't. We don't want to ruin his you know, promising career. Oh, really? So he can just go around and rape anybody that he chooses to? I just don't understand. Like, I, I've I've always, even when I was younger too, always been a pretty horny dude. You know, <laughs> I, I like sex. I turn most conversations into sexual shit to be funny and stuff like that. But I, I don't, I've never been like, oh my God, I have to fuck that chick. I, do, I can't stop. I can't help myself. Right. I've never, never in my life. You know, and, and it, it, it makes me a little sick to my stomach when people are like, well, you know, she was just laying there. You know, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I'm like, what you should Walk do away. is get some yeah. fucking garden shears and chop your dick off because you obviously can't control yourself. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, she it's it's a power laying, thing. She was just laying there and? like <laughs> Right. Well, I mean... She said no, but you know she had a short skirt on. I don't give a shit if the broad is walking around butt ass naked. If she says don't touch me, guess what you can't do? <laughs> right. Like just stop it. Like they asked me one time we were having a conversation, and and this one dude was like, "Some of these girls be dressing too provocative or whatever." I'm like, "What the fuck does that have to do with it?" And then um, my point with that is just enjoy the show and just fucking stop being greedy, right? You know. But then he goes, "What are you supposed to do? What are you going to do if a chick?" fucking a 10 walks in and she's just wearing nothing i'm like i'm gonna give her my coat <laughs> and he just stopped he had nothing else to say i'm like yeah i'm not a piece of shit i'm gonna dude. give her my number and save yeah. you. if you <laughs> right i'm gonna give her that coat but i'm gonna slide at them digits too because you never know you know <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous yeah but move right along well, let's move to positive shit because right. good shit and i feel like um we wanted to focus mostly on some good shit that happened this year um, and I don't think we have any more negative shit to talk about other than uh, the first part of number two on Steve's list can be a little whatever. <laughs> but, you know, um, I want to talk about Nintendo, obviously the Switch, but just Nintendo's big comeback yeah. this year. Um, and I even tweeted out to <laughs> Nintendo, and I'm sure they didn't give a fuck. But I was like, uh, welcome back to the to the big table where you've always belonged. And um, and I and I do feel that we've always talked some shit about Nintendo when they were fucking up with the Wii U and stuff like that. But we always would would end end that those shit talking sessions with Nintendo deserves better than this. It's it's yeah. fucking Nintendo, and they're getting that right now. The Switch is the hottest fucking thing on the market right now. People are loving it. The games coming out are top notch. Um, everything they're doing right now is the way it should be. And and I think uh, last month, last month or the month before, was the first month that Switch um, was selling more units than the PlayStation or the Xbox One. Now, obviously, you know, they're older consoles, whatever, but we have to keep in mind this is when the Xbox and PlayStation are dropping new models and stuff like that and bundle seasons, stuff like that for the holidays. The Switch is sold out in every store I've been fucking been to. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm trying to get one right now, but it's it's. No, I, I, I think it's he- sold out on Amazon too. Out here, they're they're in every store. Target, oh, are they? Target Best Buy, all that they have. Well, out in Phoenix, they're sold out. <laughs> um, so In real places, there there's still some left. I, the the real fuck you. 
the the real thing too is that Nintendo really stuck to their guns on this. Nintendo likes to come out with consoles that are new, something crazy, and they didn't switch it up. They didn't say they didn't do what I told them to do. <laughs> where it was like just make a normal fucking HD console and quit fucking around. No, they made something weird that made us all go what? <laughs> and then everybody everybody dug it. But the thing is, is it, that they had it, they did better at presenting it than they did with the Wii U. They did better at presenting it and stronger title. Yeah. They got games coming out fucking every other week. Fucking, you have what by Christmas you have what two Mario titles, even though one's a port. You have a you have a Legend of Zelda title, the Splatoon. You've got like huge titles with that with it now. So it's like now they and got that Zelda, that Zelda and all of that. That Zelda game I think um the Zelda game too helped them with some fucking marketing because that game was hot. Like everybody was talking about that shit. This new Odyssey game is dope too. I'm seeing a lot of people playing it on YouTube and this and that. Like Nintendo's doing it big, and I, I'm really interested to see what they're gonna what they're gonna do next year. The only negative is bring down in prices of the fucking accessories. Yeah, man. quit stop. Because I was like, when I, I was there, it's like 300 for the console, which you get the two Joy Cons and you know and and the charger and all that stuff. And then it's like, oh yeah, you want some? You want more Joy Cons? 80 bucks. I'm like, fuck you guys, dude. And costs will go down, or at least match. I just want them to match the other guys. Yeah, because it's then like be when okay. PlayStation and Xbox are both selling you like sixty bucks or sixty-five, depending, you know, on your on your co- controllers. Come on, come on. And also, Nintendo, bring back the Power Glove. I think everybody wants it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really digging it, and it's um definitely something. My wife even she wants to pick one up. Um, and she usually is like, eh, we have enough game, but she wants to pick one up and I'll be like, yeah. And it's always going to be my fucking backpack. Motherfucker. <laughs> you know? So a homie of mine brings it to work. If he wants it a while, we got on some Mario Kart a couple weeks ago. That's cool. And that was just, it's just dope. He just pulls it out the bag, yeah. sets that shit up with the kickstand. He hands me a joy con. He's got a joy con. It was just super dope. You know? So I was Luigi, obviously, and I got first place. You, you know, go. that's beside the point, but that's just how <laughs> I roll. Um, yeah, so what's your number dose? Uh, a lot of huge mergers or attempted mergers this year. Um, I mean, we still have the AT&T Time Warner deal that's now going under uh, scrutiny from the Department of Justice uh, for Monopoly. And now we just have the Disney Fox deal that's coming around. So... You know, big companies getting bigger is, you know, ends up consolidating to like three companies that actually own the entire world. It, it's just it's, you know, it, it's getting harder to sit there and say, well, they don't really have an effect on each other. It's like, no, they do. They will have. Didn't it. they used to didn't they try to dime out Microsoft mm-hmm. for? Yeah. For um, antitrust for, for violations for things that happen every day now. Yeah. Like nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. And but you know everybody always seems to manage to give away with the well it's not a monopoly, it's like really when you have five internet companies that owned all the internet that's not a monopoly, you know and now you have companies like AT and T who bought Directv and now we're trying to buy Time Warner which is going to give them a studio and it's going to give them all the television it's like really so you have a company that's able to pull push an agenda out there you have Disney go and do the same thing with Fox it's going to be the Disney agenda everywhere so it's like come on. You know, we need to chill out a little bit. And while Disney has been, hasn't really been an asshole. Right. But they could be. They could be. Later easily. on, and there's nothing anyone could do about right, it. Right, exactly. 
It's almost like Disney is Superman, where they're a good guy right now, but we have no Batman with a contingency plan just in case. You know right. what I mean? Like, who who's the opposite? Like, like Warner Brothers? <laughs> Are they gonna save us, no, the Looney Tunes? No, because they're gonna be they're gonna be bought up by AT and T. So, nah, fuck. Yeah, Netflix. That's... Netflix and Amazon are our only bastion of hope out there. Yep, the internet companies. They're gonna save us. Amazon's gonna save us. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh, Amazon's shit. gonna roll in like fucking um, what's his name on um, that TV show Renegade. He's gonna come in on yeah. his motorcycle with the long hair, big ass fucking it. stogie in his mouth and shit. <laughs> Amazon's real deal and shit. <laughs> My number three is uh, Star Trek Discovery. Now, this one, this was one that we were, like, on the fence about for a minute. Like, we didn't know what to do, but we ended up really liking it. Um, It is definitely a different kind of show than most Star Trek. Right. Um, But I really enjoyed um, the first half of the first season, the the arc they were going on with that thought it was really good. There was a couple episodes at the beginning that I felt could have been stronger, but um, I actually... The biggest thing for me, and I was impressed, was that the main character, Michael, mm-hmm. the chick, I didn't like her at all. And then towards the end, I, I loved her. Yeah. Like, I was like, this chick's great. Like, they really, I don't know if they planned that, <laughs> <laughs> but it really kind of flipped it on me, you know? And, and right. um, I don't know, man. I just thought it, was, I think it's a really good show, and I can't wait for this break to be over so we can start watching it again. Yeah, I was uh, big on the fence with, uh, with Discovery, and, you know, they're, there, the issues that I have with it are, is something that's like, you know, we didn't need this as a prequel. You know, this should have been set in the future. So then it can kind of because then you're kind of opening it up to like, OK, you can do its own shit. You can do your own shit, pull on stuff from the past and, and all of that. And I think it would have been would have been, you know, honestly, I think would have been easier from the onset uh, to do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've I've enjoyed it. I've liked um, the pacing is a little weird. But, but, you know, as I've been watching this and then of course, when we do the away team and stuff like that, it's, I've been kind of like noticing kind of what I miss about old Trek. And I think that kind of moves into my number three, which is the Orville, which Adam and I were both on the fence about this (laughs) as well. But this kind of became our Trek, our, our kind of our, our, um, what do you call it? Um, uh comfort food mm. because it, it comfort zone the, <laughs> right because i think we kind of became our comfort food as far as you know like what trek kind of felt like and and i think that the orville has a lot more in common with uh more of the older treks than than the new trek does which is trying to forge its own identity in in this new day and age but uh my number three is the orville um one of the things that both Adam and I were on the fence about, unsure that how this is going to take off, but since ep- from episode one, it actually pushed off right from the onset. It wasn't a one joke type of series, which we all kind of wondered if that was what's going to be. Um, you had some very funny episodes, very light episodes, but then you got some really kind of deep episodes. Um like uh, what was one of the ones of when the security officer, when she went into that, um, what do you call it? Into the their their version of the holodeck, 
and yeah. had the, and it was all about the fire and stuff like that. You saw that. You saw characters growing, getting their arcs and and um, moving forward. And you know, and then they had their silly episodes like the one with uh, Rob Lowe. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So um, and the and the Orville was one of those because I know it's not coming back until next year. I was like, oh man, it's over. Like I was really kind of bummed about it. But I think that's one of the reasons I haven't seen the last episode yet. Because, it's, because it's, it's almost that old school like 90s thing where you don't want to see the last episode because then you know you're gonna have to wait <laughs> like it's always that last episode's there it's there yeah. for me whenever i want to watch it and, but now and one of the things i really like about it is you have a bunch of writers and producers and directors from the original star trek series you've had cameos from old star trek actors uh jonathan frakes directed in it in one of the episodes and it does feel like and and one of those is like when you have Star Trek sites that are reviewing Orville and saying, hey, guess what? Orville's on tonight. I think that says something. Yeah. Because, you know, Seth MacFarlane is a Star Trek fan. So, you know, seeing him kind of do something that's still poignant and true and, and a lot of so, um, societal, you know, discussion. I think he did a great job. Yeah, I thought it was really good. There were a couple episodes that are kind of meh, but. It's the first season. Yeah. You know, so I have to say that I thought there were more stories that were solid than meh compared to Discovery. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Discovery kind of, there were times where I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) But they managed to pick themselves out of the fire. Highlight was the Harry Mudd episode on Discovery. Yeah. That show was, that episode was dope. The second one, the the time one. Yeah, the time one. Yeah, that was super dope. That one felt the most Star Trek out of all of them. So my fourth um, is all this fucking planet hunting shit going on. We got the <laughs> for somebody Trappist... that doesn't have NASA, we're actually finding a lot of shit now. <laughs> I know we have uh, the Trappist One uh, star system, obviously. Um, and I'll just read the first paragraph of Wikipedia just to remind everybody. Um, Trappist One, also designated as Two Mass J two three zero six two nine two eight dash zero five zero two two eight five. That will be on the final, so please remember. <laughs> um, is an ultra cool red dwarf star that is slightly larger but much more massive than the planet Jupiter. Like my located dick. 30, yeah, <laughs> located thirty nine point six light years from the sun in the constellation Aquarius. At uh, warp seven, two, it'll take approximately <laughs> right seven. Uh, I think I tried to work that out before, and then I didn't do it. Uh, seven. Temperate terrestrial planets uh, have been detected orbiting the star. The large number uh, then detected in a large, I'm sorry, a larger number than, than detected in any other planetary system until I start talking about that next one. <laughs> a study released in May 2007 suggests that the tightly packed exoplanets avoid colliding with one another due to the orbits that are harmoniously resonant and as a result are stable for a very long time. So they're basically all balancing on each other. Um, that was dope. I remember when that came out, like, fuck, this is like a whole, this isn't just one or two, but this is a whole solar system, you know, like of possibilities, man, you know? Um, but then we get to, and this is recent, Kepler 90. So Kepler 90 is a G type main sequence star located about 2,545 light years, a little further away from earth in the constellation, uh, Draco. It is notable for isn't that a having from, a uh, uh, game of thrones i think so no isn't that that dude from um harry potter the the douchebag oh yeah maybe yeah (laughs) 
It is notable it's a blonde for having solar a solar system. <laughs> it is notable for having a planetary system that has an equal number of observed planets to the solar system, which is us, because humans are a little full of themselves. <laughs> the solar system would be us. Um, the the other thing too is um, the sun is also a G type sequence star, so there's a lot of similarities with this one, and it it's kind of cool. So there's actually, if you go to Wikipedia, there's an image. And I love when they do this, but the Kepler 90 planets orbiting close to the star. So on one side, they'll have Kepler 90. On the other side, they have us. So all of their planets are very, they're all in like what we would call the inner planets. Um, I think the furthest one out is about as far from Earth. Um, so it's really interesting to see. I don't know. They either don't have any gas giants or we just haven't found them yet. But all I'm saying <laughs> Oh, they do have. They have planet sizes right here. Do, 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 do. Where's Earth at? There's Kepler 90i is like the same, almost the same size as Earth. So interesting finds. Um, this Kepler fucking telescope keeps wowing motherfuckers. Like the the amount of data that it's pulled in, they're still sifting through it. You know, and and it's it's exciting time to be alive. You know. <laughs> No, I, I really dig it. I, and, and NASA's such an asshole. Like, they're like, we have a big announcement on Friday. It's like Monday. It's like, stop it. <laughs> like, why do you do that to me? And then I sit there and be like, oh, what are they going to say? What What is it? You know, and I remember the last one was this Kepler 90 shit. And I was like, ooh, that's dope. You know, you just, you're like super hyped up. In secret, we <laughs> developed the first warp capable starship. What the fuck? NX01. That's right. <laughs> And we've asked two small-time podcast people <laughs> to fly the ship. Fucking Steven, I'd be out. Actually, they, they're actually they're only going to fly the captain's yacht, but still. And whatever, I'm out. <laughs> Deuces, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on to my number four. Uh, this has been a big year for 4K gaming, and 4K in general. Um. You know, this is the as you would as you like to see on your television, the next step in our evolution. Um because you had the release of the PlayStation Pro earlier this year, and then of course we were just recently had the Xbox One X, uh both capable of four K uh gaming, uh upgrades on gaming. Uh the PlayStation Pro also has the VR headset, which Xbox didn't go into. Uh, and then, of course, you have 4K televisions, which are actually starting to come down. We're starting to see uh, the lines of where, you know, 4K is going to take you. However, of course, because we don't have any streamline guidelines or, or specs for 4K, you got to still be careful what you're getting. You know, it, um, you know, depending on how many ports actually will render 4K resolution. If you have three ports, they don't all support that, just so you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, still watching 4k gaming, 4k television, it's still kind of, kind of mind blowing when you're sitting here being a child from the eighties or early, early eighties when you had 16, you know, eight bit, you know, uh, eight bit graphics and you're looking at, you know, nearly stark realism in, in games like, you know, call of duty or, you know, uh, stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's really been a big huge year for for that and i think we're going to kind of 
I think we're going to kind of, it, it's obviously a better fad than the 3D was, but I think we're going to start seeing probably more execution in this because sales of both consoles seem to be going there. And then of course we have 4K um, Blu-rays and, and, and now if we can only get the internet to kind of catch up, we can actually stream 4K content. Yes, but you know, with net neutrality gone, yeah. will we have the data to do so? That's the real <laughs> question. Um, yeah, but 4K gaming, I, I was I saw a demo of it uh, at a, a store. I can't remember what store it was at, but I was like, holy fuck! Yeah. <laughs> and they had they had it hooked up to one of those um, those Samsung curved TVs. Oh, yeah. I think I I think I got kicked out because I started masturbating in the store. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. <laughs> Um, it just looks like you're looking through a fucking window. It really does. When you watch that stuff and you're just kind of like, whoa. Well, it was like when uh, John and I went to Costco and we saw this 4K TV. They were playing Spider-Man Homecoming. And they literally had two. One wasn't 4K and one was 4K. And we were just kind of going back and forth between the two of them like, oh, my God. This is like it's happening right there, right now. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Blu-ray first came out. <laughs> I was like, it's like I'm looking through a window. I always say that. But this is really like I'm looking through window right like i was fucking amazed anyway my last uh bit was just comic book movies man this this year i mean just to go through the list wonder woman thor ragnarok justice league batman the lego movie uh gardens of the galaxy 2 logan spider-man homecoming and at a lesser degree of valerian and the city <laughs> of a thousand planets um pretty much every movie on this list save the last one right did very well. Mm. Um, I mean, we could sit here and nitpick about <laughs> all this other bullshit. I'm so sick of all of this shit. What? If you enjoy the fucking movie, you enjoy the fucking movie. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and fucking argue about, oh, but this movie made this much more and this, fuck it. You know what? If we were in China, all these movies did good, <laughs> motherfucker. Well, yeah, I mean, so, when you start looking at, at bigger tent poles, you know, I mean, you had, you know, two actually three huge hits this year um you had wonder woman ragnarok and you had guardians too uh critical acclaim you had uh spider-man and logan uh logan still probably i would say the best of the year um it was a comic book movie that didn't handle itself like a comic book movie um and also the final performance of hugh jackman as as logan just was you just couldn't you just couldn't make a better movie than that. I, I, I felt that, unfortunately, it was the last movie that gave us the Logan movie we wanted. I think the weakest for me was the Spider-Man. And I'm not saying it was a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie. I just had, I was the least excited about it for whatever reason. I just, I don't know. There isn't one real reason to pin down, but I watched it in the theater, I think. I know I watched it. I don't know where <laughs> I watched it. And, um, you know, I, I chuckled a couple times and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, oh, fuck, you know, Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, Because I think that was the thing. With this year, you had Wonder Woman. That's the first time Wonder Woman's come out. Um, the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously, that's only the sequel. That was already big Everyone was looking for it. Logan was ridiculous. Um, Justice League, first time they've come out. I think Spider-Man was old hat at that point for me. 
Like I was like another Spider-Man movie. Okay. And then I'm like, okay, good. They got him in line with everybody else. And I'm just, now I'm just more anticipating what's going to happen later down the, the line. I'm looking like, forward to infinity war. Yeah, me too. And black Panther. Cause that looks yeah. fucking ridiculous. Black Panther looks so fucking dope, dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, next year is going to be just as ridiculous as this. And we got Aquaman coming out next year and yep. it's going to, it's just going to be, it's going to be fucking huge. Um, but yeah, I think we got a good variety of, of movies coming out this year and on all kind of different tones. Um, so yeah, so that, that was great. And for me, my number five female doctor who, um, couldn't, I still haven't seen that. Well, she hasn't done anything yet, but, um, I thought but there was that one episode where she was in it for like a second. Well, that's coming out on Christmas. Oh, um, fuck it. Then yeah, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, so uh, the announcement of just a, a female doctor, the 13th doctor, uh, shows that, you know, at, th- at this particular point, I mean, you know, you have Wonder Woman and it, it did well. It's like, you know, we <laughs> we can't, all, you know, some people are, you know, some people are like, great, we lost another one. You know, it's like, no, we didn't. We didn't lose anybody. You know, it's just like, oh, they're going to cast a female doctor. Why not? Why not that be the next step? We've had a female captain already. Jesus. You know, it's like, why can't we, why can't we have a female doctor? So, yeah, why does it matter? Yeah. But, you know, you have misogynists and all, all the myopic people out there. Why do they, why, why do they want to watch dudes so much? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, anybody who's in the closet. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah. So that's pretty much where, where we're at. Um, uh, I thought it was uh this year had some had some cool stuff and this year had some really fucked up stuff so I think it's you know kind of balanced out itself don't you Yeah I think <laughs> um no it was a pretty shitty year I mean yeah. if you really want to get down to it but it was balanced with some some cool shit some good entertainment that's supposed to distract us from the bullshit Right um and I think it successfully did that on more than one occasion so <laughs> All right, so um, in our our last what the actual fuck segment, um, <laughs> for those of you you know political junkies, I'm kind of a political junkie. If you sat at home and watched the election results for Roy Moore, the suspected pedophile that was trying to run for Senate or Congress, one of those, who cares? He lost. Um, you wanted to see what kind of happened. He lost, even though he still has not conceded because he still believes that, you know, oh, it's quite possible that, um, you know, the, the write-in ballots and, and all of that stuff will, you know, bring me over and, and, and declare me the winner, even though even the Republican Secretary of State is going, I don't see that happening. There's already a conspiracy theory about it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I'm just going to bring that to you from the voice of Alex Jones. But now they've already had to do what Napoleon did. They've deployed everything. They've launched all reserves, attacks, everything. Fire, 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 fire. But they're not raising money. They've spent the little they've got on this more thing, betting everything on it. And notice the Democrat judge said, oh, we're going to erase all the computer files after tonight on Wednesday morning. So there's going to be no recount. (laughs) Try that more. Oh, and the polls said he was going to lose by 10 to 15 points. Fox News, CNN, same garbage. 
to create a bandwagon effect with some to go, well, I better vote with a winner. He's going to lose. So he lost some there. And then they just came in, baby, and they, as they do all over the country, had the dead people vote and had the folks bust in in those Democrat areas, and they stole the election when my research shows way more probably would have won by six, seven points. So it really is biblical what we're witnessing and the dirty tricks of the Clintons and the dirty tricks of their systems in this country reaching down through into daily life. I mean, they come after you when you fight them. They, they run intelligence operations. They destroy families. They pay people off. Uh, they threaten weak-minded people. Uh, into into you know, going along with them, but their reign of intimidation and their reign of just the dirtiest pool ever played in this country, probably in the world, is coming to an end. Yeah. So, <laughs> doesn't he sound like someone's uncles had one too many Miller High Life? <laughs> yeah, because he can't buy the the better shit. <laughs> just rambling on and on. It's like shut up. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently, yeah, that that's what happened. And and it was, you know, the the Democrats that were, you know, getting out even though the Republicans themselves said, "Yeah, we're we pretty much want to like get rid of him if he gets elected." So it's like uh one of my favorite bits bits of Alex Jones's uh spiel was that they created a bandwagon effect so people go, "Oh, I better vote with the winner." Why? No <laughs> one knows what you're voting for. Like no one does that. No one's yeah. like, you know, I know no one's going to know what I'm doing, but I just feel like I need to vote with the winner. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. It's fucking stupid. I bet you it, the opposite of that happened where a lot of people voted for the, the Democrat dude and said they did to their friends yeah. and family. Like, oh, no, no, no. I, I voted for well, the, the, it, um, it the would, rapist dude. Well, to see that my problem with this is the fact that he's he's going to use that logic. Even though Trump won, because because of course you know he brought up it, it he blames the Clintons um, for for Moore's loss, even though n nobody said anything about it from them. Uh, but what, what cracks me up though is that like, well then they should have won the presidency. I don't I I see a flaw right. in your logic. Like, why? Here's my thing. Like, okay, great. Alabama voted for it. Is Alabama that important? It's because of the seat. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I'm not do I'm not dogging Alabama. It, it's, I am. No, it's a state just like everybody else. I'm, I'm, just I'm dogging saying, the majority of districts that voted for that guy. That's the one I'm going to be dogging. Well, you know, they 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 have their their own ways. Circa 1920. <laughs> so 1820, I think. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, but um, I just the, the the same thing is happening that always happened. Right, right now. There's a Republican. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter that it's Trump. There's a Republican in office in a Republican house or whatever. Now everything's going to go, uh, and everyone's going to go, oh, that guy sucks. Let's vote for the other dude. So they're going to vote for a Democrat next. Yeah. And then they're going to go, oh, that guy sucks. And they're going to vote. That's why nothing ever gets done. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> because they, they're playing catch. That's, a, that's the same thing that happened with Obama. When Obama got elected, it was a Democratic House or, or Democratic uh, Congress and him. And that's how they got Obamacare passed. And then when people switched the houses and then became a Republican against the Democrat, same thing happens here. It's the same thing that happened with Bush, uh, with W. It always happens. Yeah, because it's, because it's you have because two years after, that's why they call them midterms. 
two years into your four year, that's when the that's when the elections come up. So if you're not doing a good job, or Congress isn't doing a good job, they're going to switch sides. And then two years later, that's how people react. That's how people vote. They vote as a reaction to what's currently going on. So, yeah, you done fucked up. It is what it is, you know. Mine, mine is funny, but also weird. Yeah, I saw Now, this. we might have all been shocked, nay, a little weirded out <laughs> <laughs> when Disney bought Fox or whatever. But the Simpsons knew about this in 1998. Okay? This Almost isn't a conspiracy years ago. theory. That's right. An episode of The Simpsons seemingly predicted Disney's ownership of Fox in 1998. Reported by Newsweek, uh, the timely coincidence is seen in an image from season 10 episode When You Dish Upon a Star, where Fox is shown to be a division of the Walt Disney Corporation. You can see it in the article. Uh, it says 20th Century Fox at the bottom, a division of Walt Disney Co. Um, the episode has Homer befriending Alec Baldwin, Kim Bassinger, and Ron Howard, but souring the friendship by revealing their secrets to the media. Ron Howard then pitches Homer's killer robot driving instructor screenplays <laughs> in 20th Century Fox. The Simpsons' tongue-in-cheek prediction is coincidental, considering today's confirmation of the long room deal for Disney versus Fox. And then I just have a little information, you know, a little. The deal, which contains FX and Fox's stake in Hulu, was finalized with a price tag of $52.4 billion. Disney is again bolstering its media out- output following their previous acquisition of both Marvel and Lucasfilm. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> this also, also, Disney now owns um, The Simpsons. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Uh, the, the show that The show that can't be canceled. <laughs> Does anyone still watch The Simpsons? I have no clue. I guess some people still do. I guess it's enough. I, I, I guess. Because Fox loves to cancel shit unless yeah. it's The Simpsons. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's the show. You know? <laughs> it just is what it is. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes uh, and anywhere else you can rate and review. Shit, if we're not even on it, rate <laughs> Right. Put us on there. You, that's right. You can <laughs> we're find a writing us on, candidate. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Our entire back catalog, definitely find it on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music as well as our website, thelazygeeks.com. If you want to suggest stories for the show, you can definitely do so on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. We're also um, hanging out on Twitter and Instagram under the name The Lazy Geeks, all one word. And if you want to just send us a good old-fashioned email, um, you can send it to the mailbag at thelazygeeks.com, or you can go to our website. we got comments shit over there, too. Rate and review us on our own website. Yep. You can even rate and review us on our Facebook page. So... So yeah, definitely send uh, emails to mailbag at lazygeeks.com. We want to get that. We want to get that uh, email going. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle age geek, Instagram middle age underscore geek, and you can check out my other podcast every Wednesday, the Extended Play Movie Podcast. This week's movie, the ultimate, the nay pinnacle of Christmas movies, Die Hard. So uh, you can grab that on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Um, also, my old blog, themiddleagegeek.com, is uh, gone bye bye. Uh, it's going to be rebranded in the coming week, and it's going to be called another, just another blog. And that's going to be the new home of the Extended Play Movie Podcast and our upcoming 
just another podcast. Um, check out for all the website should be up probably within the week uh, before Christmas and uh, all the new content should be up around the beginning of the year. Yep. And you can find me on Twitter at SapienTLG. And I and I'll fucking throw this in there too. Adam at the lazy geeks.com and the book of holla at me. <laughs> Um, be sure to tune in on Friday for our last um, adventure, nay, journey into the final frontier for this year, uh, the away team. We will be doing the peak performance episode, which is uh, which is basically Riker and Picard just being ballers is really what's what this episode's about. So that is it for us this year. So until 2018, peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network. Available only at thelazygeeks.com.